11 from verse 30 to 35. For ships from Cyprus shall come against him. Therefore he shall be grieved and return in rage against the holy covenant and do damage. So he shall return and show regard for those who forsake the holy covenant. And forces shall be mastered by him and they shall defile the sanctuary fortress. Then they shall take away the daily sacrifices and place there the abomination of desolation. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God, they shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And those of the people who understand shall instruct many. Yet for many days they shall fall by the sword and flame, by captivity and plundering. Now when they fall, they shall be aided by a little help, but many shall join them by intrigue. Hallelujah. And some of those who understand shall fall to refine them, purify them, and make them white until the time of the end, because it is still for the appointed time. Here ends the reading of his holy word. I want us to read verse 32 together. Is that okay? Can we do that? Verse 32. Ready, go. Oh, read like you're a church. Come on. Ready, go. Why are you turning me down? Go on. Ready, go. Hallelujah. So we said last week that this is a picture of the, the final days. It's like a prophecy that Daniel had about the end of time. Amen. About the end of the days, end of humanity era. Amen. He says that there will be a certain rage that the man who is corrupting or the, the Antichrist will come with a certain vengeance in him. And he will make it such a way that it won't be popular to serve in the sanctuary. It won't be popular to enjoy uh, worship in the, in the sanctuary, in the house of God. And those who are doing wicked against the house of God, he will corrupt or he will edge on with more flattering. That means that he will actually praise those who are doing wickedly against the house of God. But in spite of all the attacks and the barrage of attacks that will come against the house of God, the people who know their God, they shall be strong and they shall carry out great exploits. Hallelujah. And even when they fall, there are some who will have a little wisdom to know that the falling that they are falling is because of the exploits they are doing. So they will aid them. Hallelujah. And as they, they carry on their exploits, they will save many. They will refine many. They will get many ready. A lot of people will also fall in order to learn sense. They will fall so that they will be refined and be made ready for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So last week we started talking about the people who know their God. How to know your God. How many remember? So last week we got to the knowing and we said that you must know God, isn't it? And to know God, you must get to know him as you spend time in communion with him. And then we said, we get to know God as we listen to him speak to us. And then we have to make ourselves available to hear him. Hallelujah. And we get to know him by observing his work, ways of working. Amen. Is that where we got to last week? Okay. So now we are going to go to knowing him, making us strong. 
when you know him, it will make you strong. How many know that even because of this passage we've read alone, when we come under attack, we know that it's expected? How many understand that? Because of this very passage we've read, when you come under any attack, you know that it's expected because in the last days, it will become unpopular to serve in the house of God. It will become unpopular to even be a Christian. Hallelujah. That is why if you are gay and you have a gay pride and everything on and you are parading the streets, the police will aid you. They'll make way for you. But if you go with the same parade with a cross and you say you preach salvation, the police will join the rest to attack you. They will say you are disturbing the peace. They will quote uh, laws against you. They will come at you and they will throw the book of law at you. And, and, and it's, it's not just in the UK. It's almost everywhere in the world. Because the end is near. Before, it was popular to, to sing and to preach in the streets of everywhere. Are you with me? But as time is going on, it's becoming more and more unpopular to stand anywhere in the, in the public and even declare your faith. And this particular thing has been prophesied. So we know about it. Amen. And so we have to become stronger because of the opposition. Now that we know, this is the time to also confront and face fire with fire. Hallelujah. This is not the time to ignore what sounds unpopular. These day and age, even when you are preaching and you mention gay and LGBT, you have to be careful because you don't know what is going to happen? Hallelujah. A pastor went to preach somewhere in a church in South Africa against gay people, and there was a gay celebrity in the church. And he's a member of the church, a gay celebrity guy in South Africa. He's called Stominzi. Now, Stominzi took the church on and went to town went from one TV station to another TV station to another TV station because of a small part of the message that, was, that he took out of context and he took offense at it. And the pastor had to come and apologize publicly. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is not Europe. I'm talking about Africa. And when the pastor was the guest preacher who preached I, I, you get what I'm saying? This is because we are becoming more and more wimps. Instead of being strong and carrying out exploits, we are becoming wimps. And we are, we are almost apologizing for believing what we believe. I, I, you understand what I'm saying? We are becoming more and more introverted. We, are become, we only get louder and stronger when we are within our walls. But the gospel is supposed to be contagious. The gospel is not supposed to be kept in-house. The gospel is supposed to go out there. Hallelujah. And we have to become stronger the more we get to know who God is. Hallelujah. We have to get stronger and stronger and more convinced in our faith. We have to be more convicted about our faith and not be ashamed to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only power that can save the soul. That can transform a life. I don't care the wildest prisoner you know, the greatest criminal you know. Just share the gospel of Jesus Christ and get him to believe. That life will be transformed. The, the, what do you call it? the punishment by the prison will not transform them. There is no amount of, uh, what do you call it, jail time you give to a hardened criminal that will change or transform them. But the only thing that can transform them is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
I remember one day I just finished preaching at church in South Africa and I just gone into my office. Then this guy came into the office and he said, oh, pastor, is like a new, you know how when new people come, and then they, one of the people who spoke to him was excited and brought this guy into my office. So, Pastor, I meet this guy, and then he saw the guy in my office and he left. So, I was with the guy. And I was like, Okay, so how are you? What's, what's your name? Where do you come from? How is it? And so, I've just been released out of prison. And uh, this is my first time out, and I had to come to the church, and I really enjoyed the service. And everything. I said, okay, so what did you go to prison for? He said, I killed somebody. I was looking at the door <laughs> to see whether there was somebody coming to rescue me. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I'm talking to the guy. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I spoke to the guy for a while. And he's like, he wanted to know more. He wanted to know more. And the more I spoke to him, he's, he's a wild guy. The more I spoke to him, the more he got interested in what I had to say. And for some reason, nobody was coming. Normally, my, they will come. <laughs> Somebody will come to ask for tea or something. Nobody was coming. And I was talking to the guy, talking to the guy, talking to the guy. And the guy was asking more questions and getting more interested. And after a while, I relaxed. Because I realized the guy was, had a very childlike heart, inquisition. He wanted to know more about what I was saying. And the more I spoke to him, the more he got interested. And the conversation just went on and on and on. And I watched this guy stay in the church. Because I never told anybody that this guy was a medra. Because <laughs> I didn't want anybody to treat him differently. I was the only person he confided in. And this guy stayed in the church. He was an usher in the church. But when you look at him, oh, he'll come in a shirt, nice shirt and trousers. But when you look at him very carefully, because he said this is a criminal. <laughs> yeah, but nothing can change a man more than the gospel. Hallelujah. That is why we must not be ashamed to share the gospel. You yourself, can you not see that is the gospel that has changed you. Am I the only person? You yourself, you, 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 you. You yourself. Can you not see that it is the gospel that has transformed your life? That has made a difference between you and everybody else. Do you think you're a good person? No. I'm asking you a question. Do you think you're a good person? No, no. For me, for me, I know that but for Christ and the gospel, I will not be alive. There, will be, there are three things that could have happened to me. Either I will be dead or I will be strung out on drugs or I would have gone mad. Ask me why. Because I have five brothers. All my brothers are either dead on drugs or are you with me? And I'm not different from any of them. We grew up in the same house. Came out from the same stock and not just my home. When you go next door, same, same. When you go the third door down the road, same, same. In fact, that little radius, that area, all the, if you like, the postcode, all the young men are either on drugs, dead, in prison, or gone mad. Because that was the area, the most affluent area in the city. Our parents were the richest, um, the creme de la creme, the richest amongst do you understand? They were the ruling yes. elites. So they spoiled the children. Are you with me? So, you know, we started, we had started driving in our 
11 years, 12 years, 13 years. Driving is not a car, you know. It was, was easy. It was not anything. It's like you're washing daddy's car. Before you know it, you just take the car, you take it, go out, and then you get your friends in the car, and then we are going. It was not a big deal. Are you get what I'm saying? So these guys... <laughs> You know, yesterday, I was talking to this lady. I don't know whether you've seen, there's a lady, Dorothy, she always joins our energy. I was talking, she, she was my next, my neighbor. Her brother was my mate. So she was like my younger sister. And her brother is, he became a model, now he gone, he's gone, He's, he's stronger on drugs. And, and, and that is, is one of three things. You either die, you are on drugs, or you lose your head. Or a combination of everything else. So all my mates from that area, either they are dead, they are on drugs, or... Hallelujah. So... so if I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm saying because I know what I'm talking about. That the only thing that can keep you right is this thing. is the gospel. Hallelujah. So let us not be ashamed. Let us not be afraid to share it. Listen, the gospel is not out of fashion. It has not gone out of style. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me so far? Yes. All right. So now let's look at how we can do exploits. How to become stronger. Okay, so I was talking about how can we can become stronger, isn't it? Okay, so knowing God will make you stronger. Remember the, the guys, Shadrach and his crew, in Daniel chapter 3, Verse 16. Verse 16 to 20. Now Shadrach and his crew said that we will not bow our heads to this image. Even if God will not deliver us, we will never ever succumb. Are you with me? And they were put in a den of. They were put in a blazing furnace in verse 17. He said that the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not. We will not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I was going to say, and that Billy Goat. And his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter and commanded the strongest soldiers of his army to tie them up and throw them into the blazing fire. Hallelujah. They have a certain confidence because of their knowledge of God. Are you with me? I have, a, I have that confidence because I know that without this gospel, I will not be alive. I, I, you get what I'm saying? And it's only when you are strong that you can do exploits. Hallelujah. Exploit is not for weaklings. Exploit is not for babies. Exploit is for strong people. Amen. We dis- define exploit as a heroic deed of achievement. A great daring feat, isn't it? And we have example of Gideon using 300 instead of 
300 men to overcome, isn't it? And then Samson and Elijah. But I want us to look at Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, verse 1. Are you okay with me so far? All right, Acts chapter 4, verse 1. Now, as they spoke to the people, the priests and the captains of the temple, the Sadducees came to, upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. They laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of men came to about to be about 5,000. And it came to pass on the next day that the rulers and elders and scribes, as well as Ananias, Annas, the high priest, and Caiaphas, John and Alexander, all these guys, and many other were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem when they had set them in the midst by the they asked them back, what power do you do? Have you done this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, Rulers of the people, hear me. If, we, if this day we are judged for a good deed done to the helpless man, and by what means we have made that he has been made well, let it be known to you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. By him, this man stands here before you at whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. In order to do exploits, there are seven things that you have to overcome. You have to overcome, number one, fear and intimidation. Hallelujah. Last week I said that all of us want to become achievers in life. Do you remember? We all want to achieve something. In business, you want to become successful. In your career, you want to be successful. In, um, what do you call it, your... Uh, academics, you want to be successful. You want to be, be ahead. You want to go ahead in life. You want to own your own house and own your own, own uh, what do you call it, uh, car and everything. Everybody wants to do exploits in life. It's so amazing that it's only in the house of God that nobody feels the urge to do great. We don't feel to, to do more than the ordinary. Are you getting what I'm saying? We don't want to, and, and I'm, I came to challenge you that just as you have ambition to achieve in life, achieve in business, achieve in, in career and everything, also want to achieve in the things of God. Amen. Are you with me? And to do that in the house of God, you must learn to overcome intimidation. You must learn to overcome fear. Because as soon as you step out, you will be intimidated. Number one, you'll be intimidated by the elements. Number two, you'll be intimidated by your own colleagues. When Peter got out of the boat to do exploits by walking on water, the elements, the wind, and the water was against him to intimidate him. And not only that, the guys in the boat, his colleagues were also intimidating. So when he started to sink, they say, you see, too known. We are all in the boat. We are all scared. You, you want to go and show off. Serves you right. A shark should have bitten your foot. Then next time you will learn. Hallelujah. And we are still like that. We are still talking the same way. When one person steps out to do something in the name of God, to do something, to exploit, we are the same people who will rise and criticize the person. You won't do it. But when somebody is doing it, you open your big mouth and criticize the person. 
So for you to do exploits, you must overcome your own inner fear, your own inner self-doubt. You must also overcome the elements, the wind and the water, the waves. Hallelujah. You must overcome the intimidation. No exploits can be done when you are afraid or ashamed. Amen. No exploits will be done when you allow people to intimidate you. Are you with me? If you want to achieve anything in God, you must learn not to be a popular person. I learned that long ago, that if I want everybody to be, to be like me, I will have to compromise. So the Bible says, woe to you when all men speak well of you. It means you are doing something wrong. Don't be a pleaser of people. You can see that somebody is doing wrong, but because you want to be in the good books, you keep quiet. You are, you are something is wrong with you. Are you with me? Never ever want to be a popular person in, in the things of God. Because for you to make expert, for you to bring a change, you have to be an unpopular person. Amen. The people who like you will dislike you. Yeah. Because you are not singing their song any longer. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are not singing their song anymore. So they won't want, they will be the people who gossip about you, who will say funny things about you. They will criticize you. But I came to tell you that that criticism is good. It means you are doing something right. Hallelujah. I learned early that if I'm going to go beyond the boat and walk on water, I must have a hard forehead and a hard skin, a thick skin, to absorb criticisms and intimidation. God said to Jeremiah, do not be afraid of their faces. Because they'll squeeze their face at you as you are preaching and preaching the right word. Uh, I don't know whether you've been to a certain... If you have preached before, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I've gone to the place, and when I see you squeeze, I say, hey, I don't fear you. Have you not seen I don't fear you? And, and, no, no, I will attack my attacker and bomb my bomber before it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because I have learned long ago that I should not appeal to the gallery am I, am I making sense don't appeal to the gallery stand for what is right amen, amen. stand for what is right and speak what is right when something is not right it is not right what to you when everybody agrees with us, for you, you are not like them. You, you, under, you understand. The rest, they don't understand. You are the nice pastor. Your face like a nice pastor. Don't let me descend on you. Don't want to be the nice pastor everybody brings their complaints to. It means you are doing something wrong. How many know that naturally you are not a good person? Give me a word. So when we gather as a congregation, naturally we are not a good bunch. So when somebody, we are all against somebody, it means the person is trying to correct something we are doing wrong. Ouch. Are you with me? So when we are all against the person, it means the person is the one who is doing right. And that's why we all, because we all want to do our lazy and our some way things. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? And the person is trying to kick against us doing that. So, pastors, don't want to win the popular contest. It is not for you to win. So Peter said that if it for you can judge us, but we cannot help but say that this man got healed by the name Jesus, whom you killed. The one you crucified, the one who rose again. We are not here to win popularity contest. We are here to speak the truth. You can't intimidate us with your faces and with your prison and jail <laughs> threats. When we come back from jail, we'll continue the same thing. Hallelujah. Number two, to do explain to preach the word boldly. Never ever apologize for preaching the gospel. Oh, if you don't mind, I came to say that Jesus loves you. No, 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 nobody will listen to that. You don't believe in Jesus? Oh, why don't you believe? It's a good thing, you know. You have to try. Sometimes you have, it's good to believe in something. Get out from here. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. No. Preach with conviction. Preach with boldness. Are you with me? I know what I'm talking about. I'm fully persuaded. One day, I was put in a room with a group of bishops. They were here, about 16 of them. And they put me there with one chair. And they sat me on the judgment throne. And they read my crimes to me. And they said, compromise or hellfire. And I said to them, I would rather sit on a rubber dinghy in the middle of the sea with an umbrella for a paddle than to sit in the big ship with all of you. Do you know why I said that? Because I know that the reason why I'm alive is this. If I compromise, I don't know whether I'll make it tomorrow. Because, you see, when you see a frog, where I come from, they call it a cocodende. When you see a cocodende in the afternoon jumping, you must know that there is something after it. There must be a creature that is chasing it for it to run or be jumping erratically. You, where you come from is okay. Nothing is chasing you. So it's okay for you to compromise. Are you with me? But where I come from, the men in my family, they don't make it. They don't make it in life. I don't know the, the thing that is chasing us, but the men in my life, in my family, they, they, they don't see, they don't. Life is not, either life is cut short or they lose their heads. Our life just doesn't work. So for me, I cannot compromise. So I took my rubber dinghy and I went to the middle of the sea and I sat on the sea with my umbrella for a, a, a paddle and I started to paddle rather than being a ship that was comfort. Hallelujah. 
But are you understanding what I'm saying? Because if you know what, you know your God and the one that has kept your head, it will be very, very, very hard for anybody to intimidate you or make you compromise. Because all they wanted me to do was to compromise. They took me to another continent, showed me all the continents. They made me go on tour from different continents to different continents. They said that this we shall give you if only you bow. Make you a bishop, give you all this continent. And I went on tour. Showed me the continent, the whole continent, one country to the, to one country to one country. I went. I enjoyed the tour very well. <laughs> as soon as I finished, in fact, before the tour, I had resigned. But they they went, took me on the tour just to try and change my mind. I came from the tour and I said, "Okay, I finished the tour. Can I leave now?" <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not telling you a fairy tale. I'm telling something that happened to me. Amen. When you know your God for yourself, you will not compromise for anything. Hallelujah. So testify boldly of your experience with God. Number two. Number three. Work miracles. Work miracles. Hallelujah. There is nothing that speaks more than the work of your hands. Hello? How many understand what I'm saying? There is nothing that speaks better and more uh, voluminous than the work of your hands. The work of your hands will let the high priest... Alexander, do you remember the guys? Caiaphas, John, Alexander, Annas, as many of them were the family of the high priest. Yeah. There is nothing that will shut them up quicker than the work of your hands. When they saw the man, the helpless man that had been healed, standing there, they could do nothing but to let the people go with a warning. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let people see the work of your hands, which means that make sure you do something that is worth, noteworthy for people to see. Amen. When the people saw, number four, Many souls were converted and saved. When you see, how many know that people will vote with their feet? When they see success, when they see grace, when they see excellence, when they see the presence of God, when they see miracles, they they will just vote with their feet. Hallelujah. They will gather. Bible says that 5,000 souls were added. Why were 5,000 souls added? Because they saw the presence of God. They saw, they compared the high priests and all their things. And they compared it with these guys who don't have much, but then what they have is different. Are you getting it? And, and that made them vote with their feet. Hallelujah. Pastor, let the presence of God, let the work of your hands, let the miracles and the signs be the main thing. Don't, don't just always want to give fairy tales. Practically let people's lives be transformed under your ministry. And the people will come. This helpless man's life was transformed. Amen. So the people gathered. Hallelujah. And the numbers grew. The increase in numbers is a sign of what you are doing. 
How many know that doctors use temperature? Isn't it? What they use temperature, pulse, heartbeat, and then blood pressure. In the same way, temperature, pulse, blood pressure, heartbeat is what the people use to go to the church they go to. They go to the ministry they go to when the pulse is right, when the heartbeat is right. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If, if you are doing a ministry and the pulse is not changing, the temperature is not changing, the heartbeat is not changing, you are doing something wrong. It means the medication is not working. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You are, in the, you, have, you are having the same ministry, and for the last whatever, however many months, however many years, it's not growing. Don't explain it away. Don't say, oh, it's because of the, you know, COVID and because of, um, uh, what do you call it? Cost of living crisis, so people are not coming to church. No, 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 own it. I may be doing something wrong. I need to change the medication I'm giving. Because when you go to the uh, uh, A&E with high fever, and they give you medication and your temperature is not dropping, your pulse, is, which is faint, is not rising. It means the medication they are giving you is not working. Are you getting what I'm saying? Every doctor uses signs to determine. In the same way, in the ministry, we also use signs, pulse, heartbeat, and all that to determine whether we are doing right or we are not doing right. We are talking about doing exploits. Hallelujah. I, I don't think God expects us to just be around, breathing air. He wants us to do exploits. So it's not just having a church or having a ministry that is there, but that ministry must grow. Are you with me? It must become strong. It must become vibrant. Amen. There must be testimonies coming out of that ministry. Then it means we are doing something right. Am I making sense? They were not weak or discouraged, but strong and united in fellowship. So these guys, the Bible says that when they left the threats of um, the high priest and code, they went to their own company and prayed Verse 32 says that, and after they had prayed, the place that they were was shaken. I mean, as for the place that they were, they were praying was shaken, and they preached with more power and more boldness than before. Hallelujah. Because when you, they say success breeds success, isn't it? Yeah. When you do something is right, it gives you the power to do more. And the more you do, the more you, do, you become great at what you are doing and have exploits. Amen. No threats. Sorry? Um, Acts chapter 4, 32 and 33. Oh, you didn't get it. Are we okay? All right. Some people are preaching their own message, Joe. So, now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart, one soul, and they did Anyone say, okay, go, go on, 39. 31. The prayer was in 31. 
when the place was shaking, okay, and then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with what? Boldness. Boldness. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's look at what this church did. So we are having a, a, a summary of everything. Number one, they were dedicated and totally committed to the gospel. Hallelujah. We read in Acts chapter uh, 2, verse 42, they were devoted to the apostles' doctrine, isn't it? And they gave themselves to prayer. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and to fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. Hallelujah. Number three, they were full of faith. And they trusted God absolutely. So you read Acts chapter 6, verse 3. These guys were full of faith. Amen. And number four, they were totally obedient to the word of God and to command. Sometimes the reason why we are not bold and we don't do exploits because we are not obedient to the word. Amen. And we don't obey the commands. Hallelujah. Number number five. They were holy. So number one was dedicated and committed to the word. They were given to prayer. They were full of faith. You know, one of the one of the thermometers of a church that is doing exploit is the level of prayer. I don't know whether you have noticed it. <laughs> Okay, she was, what was the problem? <laughs> you check what I'm saying. Look at any church that is doing great exploits and look at the level of prayer in the place. You see that the level of prayer is increasing and increasing and increasing. It's, it's, it's proportional to exploits. Amen. That's why, Pastor, don't be intimidated to ask for more prayer. And start more prayer in the church. Don't look, don't give me a signal. I'm not listening to your signal. I just said that people don't intimidate me when I'm preaching. So don't start. Otherwise, I'll call you out. You see how I, I just, so intimidate your intimidator. <laughs> you attack your attacker before they attack you. And you bomb your bombers. <laughs> so ask for more prayer. Invest more prayer. Put more prayer into the fire. Hallelujah. More prayer. And I'm so blessed that there are so many people joining the prayer. So let's add more people. Let's add more fire to the fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The more the more you pray, the more emboldened you are. The more you fellowship with the with God, the more power you have. Amen. <laughs> People are demonstrating as I'm preaching. <laughs> Very soon they'll be carrying placards. <laughs> what number am I on? Five, they were holy and intolerant to sin. When Ananias and Sapphira were trying to bring something that was not part of what they were doing, they shut it down quick. Nothing stops us from 
carrying out exploits than compromise and sin. Hallelujah. Let's not allow it. The world is already compromised. Are you with me? The world is already contaminated. What they don't need is a contaminated gospel. They need a pure gospel of power. Are you with me? A pure gospel that will make a difference in the lives of the people that hear it. I'm waiting for somebody who has my, my testimony. Somebody who knows that without Christ, they won't be alive. But for Christ, but for Christ, hallelujah. And you see, when you break it, all the generations after you breaks it. Have you realized? Since I broke this thing that chases my family, all the men have become correct. The, 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 my nephews and my nieces and my sons, they are all okay. Yeah, and it, it took one person to break it. Yeah, it took one person to break it. Because when I look at my father's gang, they also are not correct. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I don't know what is in your family that needs to be broken. But give yourself a little bit more to Christ. Amen. To do more exploits. To break that thing that has existed in your family all these years. Don't have a contaminated faith. Don't have a, a compromised faith. Don't have a faith that is like, I, I, am, I, am, I am in, but I am on the peripheral. No, no, be in it properly. Your, your, your generations after you is counting on you. Stand to your feet.